the most wonderful real estate podcast ever. The show that gives you the lowdown on how to become a successful real estate entrepreneur. With more than 30 years of experience, America's top female real estate investor one is an expert in financial freedom and turning dreams into realities. Now's your chance to become a Dwandonair with the help of Dwan. Here's to a flaming hot foreclosure market with the help of Dwan. Cheers. Hey everybody, welcome to the most wonderful real estate podcast ever. Welcome my wonderful family. How's your day? Happy Sunday. So we're here for another business by the book. And we're going to talk about something I know every single one of you is dying to talk about. Today we're going to talk about anger. Well, Dawn, I don't have anger issues. Mm-hmm. So we'll just talk about that then. <laughs> I think all of us could be stirred to be angry. And I think all of us have said and done things in anger that we really regret. And I think all of us have been guilty of this. So I'm going to tell you about what God says about your anger. So we're going to be reading out of the book of Ephesians today. Ephesians 4, 25 to 32. <laughs> this one always makes me laugh because it's like, oh. All right, therefore, each of you must put out falsehood and speak truthfully to his neighbor. For you are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. Do not give the devil a foothold. He who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work, doing something useful with his own hands, so that he may have something to share with those in need. Do not let an unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Let's see, to 32. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you are sealed for the day of redemption. You've heard me talk about the rapture a lot. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another. Forgiving each other just as Christ God forgave you. Now, many years ago, I heard this. Uh, I heard, well, I've heard this, and the uh, verse is uh, a five. Hold on. Uh, Ephesians 4. Uh, number, gosh, boy, it's so tiny. 25 and 26. It says, Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry. Do not give the devil a foothold. <laughs> Well, let me ask all of you, people that are in relationships, who's ever gotten mad at their spouse and gone to bed with an argument and you're still mad when you wake up the next day? I have. I mean, I have. It's been a while, I have to say. I can honestly say, guys, I witnessed, I haven't gone to bed mad at Bill for years. But there have been times, I mean, Bill's my third husband, so clearly <laughs> I've gone to bed angry before but bill's my first husband under the influence of god so with jesus and bill and god and the holy spirit we have managed to make it work for 19 years and we're still super crazy about each other but in my other two marriages i was a complete and total heathen 
and I went to bed mad so many times, but it really says, do not let the sun go down while you are so angry and do not give the devil a foothold. So if you're mad at, and we'll just use a spouse as an example, or maybe you're mad at your kids, or maybe you got mad at one of your parents or a sibling or a coworker, or you're mad at anybody, and you just go to bed on that, and you're laying there trying to go to sleep, and you're festering up about what you're mad about, and you're thinking about it, and you're thinking about all the things you could say or you should have said or what you should have done or what you could have done, and it's just all festering up in there, you're literally giving the devil a foothold. And that means you're letting him in, like full on open, like, come on in, Satan, I'm mad. Come over here and be mad with me. Let's just talk trash about this person over here that made me mad and upset me. So don't do that. Now, here's the thing. If you, and again, I'm just going to use spouses as an example. If you get rid of, if you get mad at your spouse in the morning, you have all day to kind of make it better because it says, do not let the sun set on your anger. It doesn't say you can't be mad all day. <laughs> so if you have a fight right before bed, you got to fix it before you go to sleep. So think about that. I'm sure God doesn't mean it that way. Like, oh yeah, it's okay. Get mad in the morning and let it, let it stew all day. But it's not about, it's about not giving the devil a foothold, not letting him in there. Who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work to something useful with his own hands. Well, you know, I, I mean, I'm not saying anyone that is an actual thief thief, but stealing can be many things. Being on your phone at work uh, on your boss's dime. Uh, taking money from the government, handouts like Section 8 or food stamps or something you don't actually need. And it says, don't do that. That is stealing. Don't do that. Go work and do something useful with your hands. Okay, so that you have something to share with people that are in need. So you be the one that shares with the people that are in need instead of being the person that's in need all the time. Do not let unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. We have talked a lot about our mouths and our tongue and gossip and things like that. So stop doing that. Okay, don't grieve the Holy Spirit because you've been sealed. So when you accept Jesus as your Savior, you are sealed. Like you have a little stamp, a seal of approval on you. And you are sealed till the day of redemption, which at some point, I guess at some point I will have to get in and do... I'll have to get in and do uh, some uh, Sundays on the end times and the rapture and the tribulation and all the stuff like that. But gosh, since this is just a short, you know, 15, 20 minute session, I feel like it would take me a year to cover all of it. So I don't know, maybe I'll do like a little master class on it that's several hours long. If, then you can listen to it that way or something. Um, so it's really one of my favorite things to talk about. So exciting. So excited. And we're living it out right now. Like the end times is literally living right before our very eyes. If you don't know, read Revelations and read it and get a Bible like this. It's the life application that explains a lot of stuff. Because we are watching the Bible unfold. Many of the prophecies in the Bible that was written thousands of years ago have happened right now here in the last couple of years. Like they've happened, like verbatim, straight out of the words of the Bible. It's completely and totally fascinating. Um, get rid of your bitterness, your rage, your anger, your brawling, and your slander. Any form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another. All the time. Forgive each other as Christ has forgiven you. All the time. All over the Bible. It says, be nice, forgive, forgive, turn from your wicked ways. Like all the time. God wouldn't tell us all the time to forget about things stop being mad stop holding grudges i mean how many of you are grudge holders i can't stand grudge holders 
I've got a, uh, <laughs> I've got a couple people in my family that are like, I call them grudgers. They're just like, they hold a crowd. Ten years later, they're still throwing stuff back up in your face. It's like, oh my lord, will you stop with the grudging? Why are you such a grudger? Stop being a grudge. Because you know, when you're mad, and you hold a grudge against people. It does nothing but harm you. My my sister and my stepsister got into a fight way back in their 20s. And they literally didn't speak for like three years. And we would go to my dad's for Christmas. Now, Cindy and Janine are in the same house under the same roof with like 30 people. And they wouldn't speak one word to each other. Not a word for like two or three, maybe even four years. Because Cindy was a grudge holder and Janine was a grudge holder. Now, since then, neither of them are. My sister passed, as you know, but she was a very diehard Christian and had forgiven all things. And Janine is also a good, solid Christian woman and is not a grudge holder anymore. But I can remember back in my 20s, like being in the house, and if you think it's weird, try being in the house with like 20 people for Christmas and everyone's sleeping there and piling in and everybody's in beds and floors and couches and you got two people that won't say a word. They won't even look at each other. If one walks in the room, the other one walks out because they're, they're holding on to bitterness and rage and anger. I mean, like, oh my gosh, it was terrible. Finally, we got them to forgive each other and it was over the dumbest thing. And it's not even what we're talking about. It was so stupid. I couldn't even imagine anyone would actually be mad over that to start with. And sorry if you're listening. I mean, I call out your names, but you know. So don't be a grudger. I mean, there's still a few people I know right now, one person specifically, who <clears throat> who definitely holds grudges. <laughs> and even though they say they forgive you, they bring up the things from the past at any opportunity. So don't be like that. If you say to someone, I forgive you, that means to actually forgive them. So if you say, hey, I forgive you for that thing. I forgive you for this argument. I forgive you for this thing whatever it is, that means you forgive and you truly forget. You don't bring it up. You don't hold the bitterness. You don't hold the rage. You don't hold the anger. You don't hold the slander. Because you know what? We ask God to forgive us all the time. And God forgives us all the time. The second we have an indiscretion, the second we have it, just like that, God forgives it immediately. You don't even have to ask, and God forgives it. So if God can forgive us without us even having to ask for forgiveness, what do you think we should do with people when they do something to us or for us or at us and and <clears throat> and it makes us mad or upsets us or whatever it is? What are we supposed to do? We are supposed to not let the sun set on our anger. Now, but Dwan, you don't know what they did. That person like sat with my husband and my boyfriend or whatever. It's like, you know what? Then get rid of both of them. Don't be mad at either one. Get rid of both of them and wish them well and send them on their way. Like, honestly, it's the best thing you possibly do. Because, you know, if you sit around and you hang on and you're mad and you just keep stewing and all of that, it will change your personality. I mean, how many of you know people? I know that you know people that, like, you know, 10 years ago, you're like, oh, so-and-so, they used to be so nice. Now they're just, like, so miserable and they're grouchy and they're just like, eh, all the time. How many of you know people like that? I know people that that years ago, I was like, gosh, they're just like so nice. And now that I'm older, it's like, oh, that person is turning into like a grouchy old person. And I mean, these are people in my age, in their 60s. It's like, gosh, when did you get so grouchy? When did you get so mean? I actually had a, 
I actually had a guy from high school that I was really super good friends with in high school that wrote something on my Facebook a few months ago and was just really mean and like telling me I was like living in fairytale land and well, I think they had posted some Bible stuff really and just like a really mean and I literally wrote I was like see you were the nicest guy I've known you for decades when did you become such a grouch and such a grinch and like when did you become like such a mad person when did you get so mad at the world and he blocked me so <laughs> it's like do I care no I don't care but I had written something about the goodness of God or something, and then he like basically called me like I don't know an idiot for being a believer or something. But it was really offensive. I was like, when did you become such a Grinch? Like, what happened to you, man? You were so nice. You were like that pot smoke. I'm like, hey man, what's going on? Peace. You're like such a cool hippie guy, and now you're like this crazy Grinching guy. And then I looked at his Facebook, and he like yells at everybody about everything. It's like, when did you become? Um, the, the Grinch. And so, so just don't be that person. I mean, everybody knows somebody that has just gotten grouchier and grouchier and grouchier as the years go by. And you don't want to be that person. And if you are that person, you can stop. You can ask God, like, hey, listen, I recognize now that Dwan said that. I'm the Grinch. I'm the grouchy person. I realize that. Help me change that. I don't want to be that person. Nobody wants to be that person, and honestly, nobody wants to be around you. So when you are that person, nobody wants to be around you. So, so let's go back to this part about not letting the sun go down while you are still angry because you give the devil a foothold to get up in your head and in your thoughts and in your dreams and stuff like that. So what do you do? Like, really, if you have, we'll just use the spouse as an example. If you have a fight with your spouse about something, and you really are mad, and you just don't think you can resolve it by the time you go to bed, I'm going to give you a couple of tips. Um, I think for, and I, and I don't know if any of these are biblically based. I'm just going to give you some personal tips out of my mind. I think one thing you could do is say, hey, listen, let's just agree. Because Bill and I did this way in the very beginning of our marriage. We had a couple of issues about some things. And most of the issues were I had already been single for a decade, and I already had a bunch of rentals and a business and commercial buildings and I had all my own stuff going on. And now all of a sudden I have this husband who like wants me to let him know when I'm going to go out to go shopping. It's like, well, who has to do that? Well, I had not been accountable to anybody for a decade. So if I wanted to run to the store, I just walk out of the house, do my thing and come back. And so I did that a couple of times and I get back and he's like, where you been? I'm like, I went out. He's like, you can't just walk out. You got to tell me where you're going. I'm like, Why? Like, well, so I know, like, make sure you make it back safe. And I'm like, I'm fine. I've been making it on my own. I'm 40 years old. I'm fine. And so there was a couple times I was just like, okay, what is up with this? Like, want to know where I'm going. But then I realized we live in the mountains. And, you know, cell phones weren't as prominent 20 years ago. So, um, and the cell phone service up there didn't work in the mountains anyway. And, you know, I could have wrecked the car, been in a ditch. I mean, like, somebody should know where you're going and what you're doing and things like that. But I remember a couple of times just thinking, like, this one do I have? You're not my dad. I don't have to report. Like, what's happening here? What's going on? But then, then, you know, like one of the kids got in a car wreck, and I was like, oh, thank God that like we knew where they were. We were able to help them. And, like things happen. I was like, oh, okay, I can see. I can see where you know you would want. You know, it's not like I was going out clubbing and just leaving the house at midnight, coming back at three in the morning. 
But I could see that. So there was a few little things we had to work through in the beginning. And so there was a couple times where I, we didn't really resolve it before bedtime. So what we just said is like, listen, I am not angry. We're not going to go to bed angry, but the issue is not resolved. So let's pick it back up and let's work it out. Now, I'm sure I could find a Bible verse to back that up. I just didn't because this came off my head right now as I'm talking. I would just ask God to give me the words as I'm talking to you all. Um, so I feel like if you were like, okay, God says don't let the sun set and you're angry. I think you just sat down and said, hey, look, I'm not really mad, but the issue is not resolved. Let's pick it back up. And, and one of the things that Bill and I actually did is we would look up in the back of these Bibles. This is another reason I love these Bibles. In the back of these Bibles is like this concordance. So, for example, any word you could think of just about is in the back here. So you can look up, it's called a concordance, right? Let me just double check. That's what they call it. Yeah, so this is an index to notes. So, for example, uh, I open this page. It has balance, the word banquet, the word baptism. Um, this page has the word convictions, um, correction. This word, this has the word decision. So, like, the words are here, and there's a word, and then there's all, the, like, under, like, the word decisions, for example. There's, like, one, two, three. There's probably 25 Bible verses. So, under the word decisions, the first thing says, teach us to be responsible. Gives you a Bible verse to go to. Uh, Lot's character gives you a Bible verse to go to. Abel made, uh, Abraham made good decisions, a uh, Bible verse to go to. Is it wise to put out fleeces, Bible verse to go to. Uh, have lasting consequences, Bible verse to go to. Weighing both sides, positive and negative, there's a Bible verse to go to. So we would actually look things up in the Bible. And, oh, here's on this page is demons. Pages about that stuff, too. Giants, frustration, future, Gentiles, friends, friendships, like literally anything, any word just about, any major word, and it has all the verses that go with it so that you um, can go and find it in the actual Bible. And so, let's see, Ephesians, where were we at? Four. Yeah, okay. So, so what Bill and I would do is we would look for things in the Bible, and then we would see what God had to say about it. Because he had also been married for a decade, and he was married to someone who was not nearly as strong as I was, so he was more used to kind of just controlling everything and sort of just like, not in his way or the highway, not like that, but more like, well, you know, I'm the man, you're the woman, and I kind of rule the roost, and you know, he was, I guess, sort of old-fashioned, maybe. I don't know. He was just a lot like my dad, actually. <laughs> that thing where they say that you marry people like your dad, it is the truth. The older Bill gets, I'm like, oh, my God, Dad? So, because my dad still says to this day, I am the king of the castle. It's like, oh, Lord, have mercy. But that is the way he is. And he and Lois have been married 45 years, and they get along great, and so that works for them. But there no king in my castle. We are co-king and queen. <laughs> that is how that goes. So there was a little bit of things in the beginning of working things out because you have two extremely strong personalities, and I was extremely independent. And he was used to being the boss. 
And so a few things came up and we were like, hang on a minute here. No, this is not going to work for me. This is not how this is going to go. So that's why I know this verse about not letting the sun set down on your anger. Because I knew that verse from a long time ago. And the first time, I don't even know. We were probably married for a while before we ever had like, a, like any kind of disagreement. But I was just like, oh, the Bible says you can't let the sun go down on your anger. We got to work it out or we can't go to bed. And I pulled this verse out. And he's like, oh, I didn't know about that. I was like, yeah, man, like. That's not, it's not how you build a happy marriage. You don't hold a grudge and drag it over till the next day and then you seep in it and next thing you know, like it's a real problem. And I can honestly say in 19 years of marriage, we've never discussed divorce. We've never threatened that. It's never been an option. We've never even got mad enough at each other to be that mad. In 19 years, I mean, that's a lot. I, I mean, I was saying a lot. I mean, to me, that seems like a lot because I was married twice before and there was a lot of anger in both of those relationships. Anger and violence in both of them. So, we have never had a, not even, I can't even think, like, honestly, not even, like, a divorceable argument. Nothing. Just nothing. Because we get along, and, and when we're not sure about something, we just go back and read the Bible. Like, that is it. So, but... In the world, and not even with just spouses, you may not have a spouse. You may have kids or parents or family or friends or a brother or a sister, and you get mad at them. They drive you crazy, and you're just like, ah, ah, that's when I kill that person. Well, okay, remember what we said about the tongue. Stop saying that. Stop using the word to do with anything with death when you're talking about another person. And don't let the sun go down on your anger. Because you do give the devil a foothold. And, you know, the devil just needs, like, the tiniest little crack to seep into your life, and next thing you know, your life's out of control and you don't know what happened. And it happens easy. It's that tiniest, inky-tinky little crack in the fabric. It's like a shirt. You get the tiniest little, barely can even be visible tear in the fabric, and before you know it, the whole shirt's torn. So it is the same way in relationships. If you give the devil a crack, he will tear it open. And then whatever that thing is that you had that you treasured and that was wonderful could be gone. And can you restore it? You certainly can because God says to be kind, compassionate, and forgive each other just like he forgives us. So there you have it. No sun setting on anybody's anger anymore from now on. And if you can't resolve the issue, at least agree to go to bed not angry and agree that the issue is not resolved and loop back to it at another time. When you can sit down and talk and maybe go do Bible studies individually and go read the Bible for a couple days individually or counsel with somebody and then loop back over and try to fix whatever it is. Because anger is really useless and at the end of your life, you don't want to be remembered for being that old, angry, nasty, grouchy old person. <laughs> nobody wants to be that person and nobody wants to be around you if you're that person. All right, so we'll be back, same bat time, same bat channel. The truth is in the red letters. Ciao. Thank you for dropping by to the most wonderful real estate podcast ever, making real estate investment wonderful each and every time. Or for more information on how to make your, your real, real estate, estate dreams a reality, reality, keep an eye on dwonderful.com and be sure to become a member.